she's a teenager now, her warrior father dies. And right after he dies, there's a raid on the Crow Nation by the Blackfoot tribe. And so she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna raise a band of warriors from my tribe and we're gonna go and we're gonna retaliate. She leads the warriors and when she gets to the Blackfoot tribe, it's completely successful. Woman Chief was referred to as a two-spirit. Mm. So this is um, an indigenous sort of umbrella term, and it includes not only LGBTQ identities, but also sort of a spiritual element. So today what we'd say trans or homosexual or just asexual or fluid. And frequently these people were, were seen as the spiritual people in the tribe. So maybe they would be the shaman or the healer. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I'm Sam Eggers. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Chloe Skye. You guys. So I'm so excited to talk to you today about uh, an awesome broad that I came across. I was, you know, sometimes when you're looking for your broad for the week, you have like six broads that you're deciding between. And you're like kind of looking at all of them and you're like, oh, I I don't know what I should do. I don't know. And you're really torn. So that was me (laughs) picking this broad. And the reason I was hesitant to pick her is because there isn't as much information out there as I would like there to be, it does happen. which happens so it's often common. with our with our broads. Yeah, and it can be so frustrating. Um, but I wanted to bring her in any way because I think that what we do know about her is really, really cool. And so I'm really excited to share with you guys today um, Pine Leaf, who is also known as Woman Chief. And she is Ooh. a Native American woman. Have you guys heard of her before? No. No. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's let's jump in then to Pine Leaf. So all cards out on the table. We don't know if Pine Leaf and Woman Chief are the same person. Hmm. No idea. And we don't even know if Pine Leaf is a real person. We do know that Woman Chief is very real. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to start out talking to you about her. So uh, Woman Chief was born in 1806 to uh, a Native American tribe called the Gross Ventris tribe, and that is uh, in what is now Montana. Um, And this tribe is also known as the White Clay tribe. I'd never heard of them before. But the Gross Ventris people, they are still in northern Montana on a reservation which is called the Fort Belknap Reservation. Hmm. Um, We don't know what her name was at birth in Gross Ventris tribe because when she was 10 years old, she was captured by the Crow Nation tribe um, Hmm. during a raid. And what's interesting is she was captured, but she was adopted by one of the Crow Nation warriors, and she became a complete daughter to to this warrior. And I think so, that was common, wasn't it? Yeah, to it's like so capture children and make like, them your own. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. so interesting to me they weren't like second seen as you know they're not like second class citizens within the tribe or anything. Like I think it's just now you're part of our tribe and you're raised as one of our own, you know. They just had a better understanding that all humans when they were are children, the same. When they, right? When they were adults, if you couldn't marry them, I think they became slaves more often. But. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she's only 10 years old. Um, and so she now is part of the Crow Nation tribe. Um, and so, uh, we know that she was a tomboy and that her adoptive father is really supportive of that. Apparently he had had sons and these sons died. And so when he adopted her he really encouraged that she was sort of into what would be considered more like, you know, tomboy activities and that sort of thing. 
And so Woman Chief was referred to as a two-spirit. Mm. And this is a term that I'd never heard of before um, that I just thought I think is so yeah. interesting. Have you guys heard of that this just, before? Yeah, mm-hmm. they just talked about it on Lovecraft Country. <gasps> I don't watch Lovecraft Country. Oh, man. Mm. Okay. Well, I've heard of it, though. Yeah, it's fascinating. And like one of the more lovely things I've ever heard. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Yes. So if, if audience members, you were like me and you hadn't heard about it before. So this is um, an indigenous sort of umbrella term. And it includes not only LGBTQ identities, but also sort of a spiritual element. So the gender roles and gender uh, structures aren't so rigid in Native American culture. They're much more fluid. And apparently um, it's fairly common for there to be sort of seen as there's like four genders. And that would be seen as like feminine woman, masculine woman, feminine man, masculine man. So someone who is seen as a two-spirit might be someone who is today what we'd say trans or homosexual or just asexual or fluid but it's not like those terms were assigned Mm -hmm. in native american culture it was sort of Mm -hmm. seen as this person was a two-spirit and frequently these people were were seen as um the spiritual people in the tribe so maybe they would be the shaman or the healer Mm. um it also applied to to intersex people oh people born with both both sets of genitals oh interesting i had never heard this before this like blew my mind isn't it so lovely yeah. though? Isn't it like such oh. a better approach than like gender then, then, identity? Yeah, than trying to pick one and force your child into it before they have any understanding. Yeah, I agree. Oh, it's so cool. And um, and so and so when I heard about the, so when I was reading this about Woman Chief that she was considered a she was a two spirit. I looked it up a little bit, and there's also um, there was also like a famous um, two spirit woman uh, warrior who was assigned male at birth. And her name was Oshtish, and she was a shaman who sort of became this fierce warrior. And uh, apparently a lot of Native Americans who were considered two spirits faced a lot of discrimination once uh, Native Americans were forced onto reservations. Sure. They were, you know, just treated mm-hmm. horribly Ugh. by uh, American counterparts who saw it as sort of deviant behavior, had no understanding in their culture of, of what it was. Um, that sounds like white people. Yeah, yeah that sounds like pretty accurate. Pretty, it, it tracks for what we'd expect. But anyway, going back to our wonderful woman chief. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's, everything's good in the tribe. She's a teenager now. And um, her warrior father, um, who is also very, very high up in the tribe, he dies. Um, and right after he dies, there's a raid on the Crow Nation by the Blackfoot tribe. And she is not having it. Woman chief is like, my, my dad died. Now the Blackfoot have come and they're raiding us. And so she's like, fuck it. I'm going to raise a band of warriors and from my tribe and we're going to go and we're going to retaliate. Yes. And so she, she goes, she leads the warriors. And when she gets to the Blackfoot tribe, it's completely successful, right? She like captures tons of horses. She <laughs> kills tons of people. She comes back. It's like everything. She comes back and everyone's like, holy shit. This woman is just like, she's incredible. And so they ask her that they want her to represent their lodge in the Council of Chiefs. And this is when she's given the name, um, apologize for my pronunciation, Biowa Chichichish. And that, that means woman chief. Mm. And so uh, she, she like takes to it and everyone thinks she's an amazing leader. She eventually takes four wives. She makes her lodge very wealthy and important and she gets really involved in diplomacy in the area. So even though she would have like raised this group of warriors, she wants to um, negotiate peace with a lot of the tribes. 
Um, and she even negotiates peace with her, uh, her former tribe, the uh, Gross Ventress tribe. Wow. And, um, and, and so by all accounts, she's an incredible leader. She's strong and she's brave. Unfortunately, despite the fact that she arranged this peace treaty with the Gross Ventress tribe, eventually she's ambushed and killed by a party of their raiders. And this is in either 1854 or 1855. Oh. So that's what we do know. That is like, we know woman chief. We know she was an awesome leader. But why do people call her pine leaf, right? Like, what's this? So enter, enter James P. Beckworth. So <laughs> I already, I already <laughs> don't like the sound of this guy. I know. So oh. James P. Beckworth, he writes a book. Well, he actually doesn't write a book. He like dictates a book to a guy who writes it. And this book is called The Life and Adventures of James P. Beckworth, Mountaineer, Scout, Pioneer, and Chief of the Crow Nation. Chief? Sure. Of the Crow yeah. Nation? Yeah, you'll see. So <laughs> big, big disclaimer here. Fucking fragile white man egos. <laughs> I can't. I can't with... You know what's interesting, though? I looked up James P. Beckworth because I was like, what does this douche look like? I can't tell. It's an old-timey picture. And, you know, back in the day, people lived, like, rough lives. So I'm looking at this guy, and I can't tell. I don't know if he has any Native American blood. I don't know if he's black. I don't know if he's white. I can't tell. I have no idea. Oh, interesting. He actually... I just looked at him up, too. Mm, he right? almost looks... He almost looks indigenous. I know. I can't tell. And he and he does have other names that are indigenous names. Interesting. Yes, I don't know if he was given them like after coming out as a scout, and then then the tribe, you know, kind of because the tribe eventually accepts him. A lot of places list him as African American, so I mean, it's possible that he like either already lived here. Mm -hmm. Because black people lived here before we brought slaves yeah. over, or he, he, or he was an escaped slave who took up with the the Native Americans and became accepted. Okay, I don't want to talk too much about this douche hole, but tell us, Sam, what's okay, important so. to the story? Because we want to focus so, on pine leaf. That's true. We want to focus yes. on pine leaf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so so people now really like challenge this. They don't know if he's just exaggerating. Um, mm -hmm. Like they know that he was there. He was in the tribe, but he sort of. Like, it's all about his own importance, right? Like, he's very much the star of his own story. And so they don't know if it's just total horse shit or not. But we have other accounts from other people about um, Woman Chief. So we, we do know that, you know, very much that she is real. But his accounts of Pine Leaf are a little confusing. So he says really good things about her. You know, he says that she's like the bravest woman that ever lived. She had great intellectual powers. He said... She was endowed with extraordinary muscular strength, uh, wit, the activity of the cat, and the speed of the antelope. So, you know, he said her features were pleasing. Um, and then he tells the story about how he's like, oh, she had a twin brother. He was a great brave. And, and then he was struck down. And Pine Leaf was left to avenge his death when she's like 12. And she says that I, will, you know, I'll, I won't marry until I've killed 100 men. So he kind of like creates this like fanciful story about her. Hmm. So it's a little bit like, okay, I mean, but he also says, you know, that she's really brave. He has a lot of good things to say about her. Now, he already has multiple wives in the village. And one of these wives is apparently Pine Leaf's best friend. But he's like, Pine Leaf, I think you need to marry me. Gross. And Pine Leaf is just like, look, I told you I have to kill 100, 100 guys before I can marry you. And also... 
you know what? We'll get married as soon as the pine leaves turn yellow and fall from the trees. <laughs> Which, you know, he finally is like, oh, right, they never turn yellow. They don't fall from the trees. That doesn't happen, right? Um, and he, he keeps, like, going after her. And so she's like, okay, fine. You know what? I'll marry you if you go out and you find me a redheaded Indian. Which, like, he can't because, like, right. they didn't, oh you know. God. So it's like this this kind of stuff is in is in his book, right? And But then he says, eventually, after many years and adventures, that she finally accepts and marries him. But they apparently, what? but then he's like, oh, we were only married for five weeks and then I left the tribe. So the whole thing is mm. like, I don't know. So he's like created this like amazing warrior woman who sounds really cool, who was like all sassy and be like, ooh, like pushing him away and then finally has to accept him. And it just, it all seems like a bunch of horse shit. This guy sounds like he made up everything so that everyone <laughs> knew he had the biggest dick in the West. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Oh my um, god! But what's interesting is that in in the, sort of in the analysis of this text is that this pine leaf character has been linked to a woman chief, but there apparently there were multiple warrior women of the Crow Nation around kind of the same time, which is just so cool to me that that was just so common that there were multiple women warriors and women chiefs that it could have been someone else. Um, apparently, there's a, a woman named uh, Comes Toward the Near Bank who lived around like 1810, 1880, between 1810, 1880. And then there's another woman named Among the Willows uh, who lived a little bit mm. later. And so they're they're not sure. Yeah. But we do know Woman Chief was amazing. And we do know she li- lived. And even if Pine Leaf was not real, um, I certainly uh, like hearing about her even as a fictional character. <laughs> she also like... Sounds clever as fuck. Even if she ended up having to marry him for whatever reasons, I, you know, probably not his dick, probably his size of his gun. But like, <laughs> but she sure gave him the runaround. I love that. Like, by, <laughs> when the fine least turn you know? She's like, great, then we'll yes. do it. Then I'm yours. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Amazing. new permanent turn of phrase in my life. Exactly. And I'm also now just such a huge fan of the Crow Nation. Like, I had no idea about two-spirit and now and then also that they're like multiple woman warriors i just think it's so cool i'm a huge fan i love it Me thank you sam too. thank you for bringing us all this yes thank you guys thanks everyone for listening and for joining us for an amazing broad and we hope you'll join us next time and if you'd like to leave us a review please do it helps us so much and you can check us out at broads you should know on instagram or check out our website broads you should know.com bitches that's the one <laughs>